This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And today we're talking about return on investment, ROI. What, what, what things can you do around your house that will make money and which ones are a waste of it? Join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Oh, remember, Fixit 101 re-airs every Saturday at 9, right before Gestalt Gardner. How are you doing this morning, Pam? I'm awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm loving this uh, Mississippi fall weather. Well, I mean, depending on the day, it's whatever you want it to be. That's I mean, right. We get so much variety here. Right. Well, and, and we know Jeff is on is 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 running his way in here right now but what he's you, a contractor they're always like always well yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say nicely that i'm sure that he's working already this morning but you go ahead and do it that way yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> what, so what did you work on this weekend pam well i had the opportunity to uh i drove up to arkansas little rock to visit some friends and we went to go see the sound of music so i've been singing do a deer a female deer for the last four or five days but it was an awesome little production there and a little theater and then we came home and got to work because my friend lives in an older home so we uh oh yeah yeah we put some weather stripping around the door oh wow yeah and then we added a keyless lock because she like how old is this house oh my goodness 60 years maybe and you put weather stripping around the door? Yes. Kind of like spitting in a furnace, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just wanted to get rid of the draft yeah. as much as we could. <laughs> and then we added one of those um, keyless door locks. Oh, those are cool. Yeah. We're doing one of those for my mom, too. See, they're hmm. just awesome. So now when she drives up in her carport, her door unlocks so she doesn't have to go fishing for her keys. But um, just you know, with my mom, it's got to do, She's she's got arthritis in her hands, and keys are difficult to yes. hold and manipulate, mm-hmm. but she can hit the buttons. So we're putting one of those, uh, uh, one of one of the, the electronic, lock. the code uh-huh. lock on there, so that she can just hit buttons instead of grab a key and try to turn them. Well, you can also there's some that, and this is what we did for my friend, and what I did at my house is that you can connect it to an app on your phone. Mm-hmm. So when your phone gets Ooh. within like I don't know ten or fifteen feet of the lock, it automatically unlocks. Okay, I need to call my brothers today. We're going to be I'm yeah, on that. That's and it's, awesome. I'm telling you, I have really enjoyed that that safety feature. Also, I never leave my house the first time. <laughs> so I, I leave and I get all my, I think I've got all my stuff. Go right. out to the car, start the car up, and then inevitably, I don't forget something. I'm like you. I'll forget my Coke. Or, so but, yeah. then I have to, used to be, I'd have to get my key, un, you know, mm-hmm. turn the car off, go back inside, unlock the door. But now, because I'm within that certain number of feet of mm-hmm. the front door, or my back door in my case, I, all I do is I can leave the car running and walk into, just go straight in the door because it hasn't locked yet. Right. It locks when I get... 25 feet away right so i just i mean i just love it but we did a video this will be on my youtube channel yeah um talking about the challenges of putting in new hardware 
on an old door. Okay. All right. And there, there are quite a few. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. And, uh, oh, uh, Lauren, we're going to get to you in just a second. Jeff, uh, Jeff decided to come in today. What have you been doing, man? Um, I've been working. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that's good enough. I was going to say, Liz and I were talking right before uh, the show, and we had mentioned both of us have, and and I've been waiting three weeks to talk about this on the show because I wanted to make sure it was successful. But <laughs> I went out and I bought. Oh, some, talk about your failures! That's what I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are so much funnier. <laughs> well, I went out and I bought some ryegrass. Here's the here's the issue. Uh, every year during this season, and all the way through about April. What happens is our deck in back, we've got this deck in back, and you step down into the backyard, right? Well, we have dogs. We have four dogs, as a matter of fact. Do you step down into stuff? (laughs) Well, no, and it's not that. It's that over the year, after it rains for so long, they wear out any grass going to that. So what happens is they bring the muddy paws inside. So my job every year is to get something growing right there. So that it won't be all muddy. All muddy. So I put down ryegrass as I did as I do every year, and it'll it'll grow in, through this season. However, this year I put down, and you can buy this is a roll um, of hay that is already pre-rolled. It's about twenty five bucks is what I bought. There's it's fifty yards of it, four feet by fifty yards, right? And so you can roll this hay out. It's just like buying the hay and throwing it out. But I love you can to roll, roll hay. hay. Yeah, yeah. But I, it, but, I roll in the hay sometimes. But it, you can roll it out, and it's perfect. It's like these construction sites that you go by, and the hay just looks perfect, and all of a sudden the grass is growing. Well, that's happening now at the house. So these little rolls of hay, which I got at one of the box stores. I'm sure you can get it maybe at a co-op or something of that nature. But it was really neat. It was a great idea, and the seed is just exploding right now. So, that's awesome. Fantastic. That is awesome. All right, let's go to uh, Lauren and Natchez. She's been waiting for a minute. She's building a sheetrock shed. I hope not on the outside. What's going on, Lauren? No, a she-shop shed. Oh, okay. A she-shop shed. Uh, I got you. We're storing sheetrock, or, (laughs) you know, we do have a shortage. (laughs) We do. So what's going on, Lauren? I've got two toolboxes, a chainsaw, and a bunch of stuff in the pantry. I have all my tools stored in the laundry room. I have my jaw horse in the kitchen. I have my table saw in the den. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely going to need a shed. (laughs) And then about three weeks ago, I found out that someone had a used lathe for sale. (gasps) And I've been... Yes, I got it. So I have made room in the carport between the tractor and the skag for a temporary home for the wood lathe. Okay. So I am building a 30 by 40... Uh, concrete uh, and metal shed, she shop shed. Right. Uh, I've been asking everybody for what would you do? Okay, here's some of the things. For sure, 10 foot ceiling. Okay. For sure, spray foam insulation. For sure, lots of uh, outlets. And then I found out you better have a lot of 220 because all these woodworking tools take 220. Right. And while I'm doing it, go ahead with the electrical and Hopefully the four inch, I think six inch would be overdue. Four inch dust collection in the slab. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it in the slab. Me either, because that's should you just nope. waiting for a clog. That's right. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Okay. All right. So just run it all over the walls like. That's right. That's the right. Floor. Keep keep okay. it out of the slab. I have another suggestion for you, Lauren. If you're building a thirty by forty 
facility where you're going to be sitting back there working and everything else, put yourself a toilet in there. Make a bathroom. It's real close to the house. It's not way out. It's real close. Okay. But I am, I am going to put water, and part of that will be storage for the lawnmowers, the tillers, the mulchers. I'm also a landscaper, so all the big uh, brute garbage cans with the soil right. things like that. So part of it will be work, a workshop, and part of it will be um, just plain old storage. My two questions are, if I'm uh, putting a ceiling in there, do I need to have the part of the roof above the ceiling spray foam insulated or just the wall then and put R30 on top of the ceiling? I would spray your um, – Jeff, and you may have another opinion on that. I would spray the um, rafters and the decking because it's going to be more comfortable for you if you do that. Yeah, you could. It would be could. like a cave uh, in yeah, there. Yeah, I, I don't. Are you going to that, ace that's, it? That's the Doug Rye method. I don't agree with it. How I would, would you do it? I would put my ceiling in, and I would uh, I would um, spray – I would just uh, – do uh, fiberglass insulation blown. Okay, so, uh, in the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the ceiling, and I'd spray the rafters because I've walked in one of those buildings well, before. If you're going to spray the rafters, and you don't need you don't need the. Uh, yeah, you don't need our you don't need mm. the bats anymore. Okay, that's right. Okay, so she's saying she's going to spray. I'm saying I'm blowing. Right. Okay. So, okay. So 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 either way we're getting we're getting it there. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, either that's, way's going to work. That's two schools of thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, Doug Rye does not like a a. Uh, and I hate to talk about him. I wish he was here, but well, he's Doug, dead. Oh, is he? Yeah. Well, then I can talk about <laughs> him talk about so, because he, he he can't he can't be here and 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 too he can't dispute what I'm saying. No, that's right. We um, can have our own opinions. Doug now. Rye does not like a tankless water heater. Really? Nope. What was nope. his reason on that? I, I can't remember. Um, and I was shocked when I when I heard that. Well, well you know, that's yeah. not the only time we've heard that on this show. That's right. There have been, that's there right. been others. That's right. Now, so. me, I love a tankless. Right. Now, Lauren, I have one question for you. Um, have you ever worked a wood lathe before? No, but I have people that are going to show me how. Okay, good. good. So good. The, here's my only thing. It will take and, your hand off. And they, they're, they're a fairly safe tool but put put it on a back wall so someone cannot stand between you the lathe and them you follow me so if you start slinging stuff off well that and if the tool ever comes out of your hand it's going to that to the wall wall that you pushed it on when you put all your power tools against the wall um well you can't put your table saw there well true that um you really can't put your if you have a uh, a band saw that doesn't work well um a, a sander can go up up to the wall a, a, a wood a lighter can saw go. could go on the wall yeah yeah absolutely yeah. all that yeah and on a table saw if you're going to work a table saw you need a stand so there, that there's the only wood... one table saw to get to and i'll tell you if you want me to Go ahead. Can yeah. we say it? Yeah. 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 Saw stop. Saw stop. Mm-hmm. That's it's, a brand. It's a brand. It's the one that if your finger touches touches that blade, it will not cut you. Roll. That's amazing technology. Yes, it I, is. I, I wish I'd known that like years ago. <laughs> well, look. Uh, so we need to. Uh, uh, 
keep us updated, Lauren. We really want to know what's going on with that and uh, tell us how it's going on. Send we us got, some email us some photos. Right. Well, we got several other emails coming in or uh, uh, calls coming in. Let's go ahead and go to Roger first before we go to a break. Roger is in Florence. He's got a foundation question. What's going on, man? We've got a uh, conventional foundation. It slopes from about two feet clearance at the front of the house to about five feet clearance on the rear of the house. I have it lighted. I have uh, insulated the floor with a, have somebody put uh, this, uh, oh, it's a aluminum foil backed foam, uh, bubble wrap, basically, uh, along the along the rafters, bottom of the rafters. I have put old shower curtains and various other things. Oh, it's and dirt, of course, underneath. So I've, I've covered some of that with various things. Question has to do with foundation venta- uh, ventilation. It was built with vents that are, you can open and close them uh, manually. There's a little... Uh, uh, piece that you you push in and it flops up at the hinge right. at the top and, right. and so those are familiar and they work real well but you got to do it manually okay I got a proposal from a pest control person to put in uh, automatic open closing vents on a, on a thermostat well <laughs> or on a timer or something. Them. No, they're not. They're 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 completely self-contained. Okay. Uh, they were they were going to cost a little more by this installation, but you can get them online for twenty bucks. There are two or three different manufacturers. Right. And they've apparently they apparently have a have a mechanism kind of like the old-fashioned thermostats, where it's got a metal. I don't know what it's made of, but something will open those vents at seventy-two and close them at. 45 or something like that. Right, I've right. I've seen it demonstrating. It moves very slowly, but it'll open and close if you put some heat on it or let it get cooled off. Right. Are those any good? Is it worth putting them in? Are those any good? So there's our question. Jeff, Pam, are, are those, those automatic? Well, you know, and I, my opinion on crawl spaces is that it's really individual. You have to. There's not one fix for every crawl space because, and that's a conventional foundation. Because what you're going to run into is you don't know, like you said, you've got a fall from the front to the back. So, do you have any groundwater coming through there? It's moisture content. So, there's one train of thought that says you block everything out. Right. You completely seal it up. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's very expensive to do that. Mm-hmm. In Mississippi, our challenge is always humidity and keeping that humidity. And, and that's why I love Jeff's question, because he asked about a thermostat. You really and I don't know if it's called the same thing, if it's uh, measuring your humidity, mm-hmm. but you want to keep your humidity underneath the house at a minimum. And I would say probably less than 65 percent. Probably. But now, couldn't we accomplish that with airflow? Well, I've seen some studies on that, and the problem is is that if you're sucking in outside right, air and humidity right. content is 90 95%, right. then all you're doing so, is pulling moisture underneath there. Okay, let's say that money's not, not an object. Seal it. 
Seal it. Okay. Yeah. If money's not an object, okay. I think but every now, crawl space or, in Mississippi should be sealed. Or after we seal it, are we going to do anything to it? Yeah, we're going to put a dehumidifier underneath okay, there. Okay, I like that. With a proper drain. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, all day long. So but you're talking at a minimum eight to ten thousand dollars. Well, but I've done several houses that had what he's describing in the wood floors. Uh, or buckling. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's all kind of issues going on. Mm-hmm. So, so it may be money it, well spent. Yeah, is it really yeah. that expensive? Well, there we go back to you got to study the crawl space and have right. somebody That's right. who, you know, and, and I'm going to tell you, it's a mystery to me sometimes. I'll tell you who I really like to look at that versus pest control. I like a insulation contractor. Yeah. I really okay. do. And some really of them are, are getting into this That's because right. we're seeing so yep. much wood yep. rot. Yep. And the thing that concerned me about your description was that you said there was some type of a bubble wrap with a metal backing that you put on your joist. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Now what you've is. trapped all you've that trapped water the moisture in the, yeah. between your joist and your subfloor. <laughs> Roger, uh, I, th- I think it might be worth. Uh, you contacting someone who works with insulation is yes. this someone who, who might I call? Well, there's several companies in town. But I mean, um, what what kind of company is? Well, this? it's it's a it's a insulation contract. Okay, so I can look up insulation on Google and find absolutely, it. yeah, okay, and cool. get them to bunch come of, out and talk to you about it. And I would get several different people. And I'm gonna go and tell you, you're gonna be confused. Yeah. Okay, because they're all gonna have well, a every, different every, opinion. Everybody has their own opinion, right? yeah, so. about what should be done. But yeah, you've you've just jumped off into the great mystery of construction yep. Yep. here right. in Mississippi. <laughs> all right, uh, Roger, we appreciate it. Uh, you know what? We're gonna take a quick break before we come back to talk to Max and Francis. However, it's time for us to take our first break for the hour. We want to hear from you. Uh, if you have a project you want to finish before the first guest of the holiday season arrives, let us help. If you have any questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Thanks. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's go straight to Max in Bethel Springs, Tennessee. What's going on, Max? Well, I have a baffling toilet to me. Uh... It leaks between the floor and, and the toilet, but I uh, have an unfinished basement, and there's no leaks or drips down there. The only thing I could think of maybe would be the wax ring, but I wanted uh, your expert's opinion. So it's coming from between the floor and the toilet? That is right, and it only comes out about a half inch and stops, basically. 
Yeah, there's yeah. not there's not a lot of places for a toilet to leak except for the wax ring, yeah. to be honest with yeah. you. Well, you could also uh, check. I, I thought one time it was the wax ring and it was the bolt on the tank. Oh, It was wow. just a slow. So whenever, right. every time you flushed it, it would drip just a little bit. Yep. And I changed that wax ring and it was the bolt. That's a great idea. You know what? Check the bolt first because those are only a buck twenty nine, and you don't have to move the toilet. Yeah, but don't over tighten them as I did and you'll have to buy a whole new tank. <laughs> right, yes, yeah. you will. Remember, it is porcelain. And it will now, break. Yeah. Max, that was a bad day. It is Max, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Max. Yes, it is. Have you had any work done in the bathroom? Uh, no, this has been in about eight, ten years. Okay, ago, yeah, and, yeah, and it just yeah. kind of started. Check. Know. Hey, this is a good. This is a good do-it-yourself. Yeah. Pull, pull the commode. Um, turn the water off. Flush it. Take a plunger. Plunge the rest of the water out of the commode. Take it off. Put you a new wax ring on there. Set your commode. At the end of the day, you'll feel good about yourself. Yeah, and let me tell you, Max, that that you can buy the wax ring and all of the innards for for the toilet and the new bolts to hold the the tank on, and you're still under twenty five bucks. Yes, it, just, it didn't cost absolutely. anything to fix the toilet, That's so right. you're in good shape. All righty. Uh, I appreciate it very much. Yes, I was sir. Kind of thinking that was it, but uh, I'll I'll get after it. Thanks, Max. Sounds we good. appreciate it. All right, uh, we're going to go to Francis in just a second. Hang on just a second, Francis. I got an email. Uh, good morning. I've got a problem I'm hoping you can help with. I've power washed my driveway, but in no time it, it, it looks bad again. Is there any type of ceiling for concrete driveways that might be a DIY project? We do have uh, many trees and leaves, but try to keep those raked up. Thanks, Cindy. Uh, I power wash my my driveway at least once a year just to get all that crud off. But I will say, if you're under a bunch of trees and stuff, it's going to just keep coming back. You know something that you could do. I don't know that any sealant is going to keep this from happening if you're under trees. The the (sighs) amount of money that it would take to seal that, yeah, uh, you can you can clean it for many years well and i have another thought rather than the power washer which is an ordeal it's great to do it maybe once a year and get everything taken care of but the rest of the year if you'll get yourself so what they call house wash yeah uh wet and forget it whatever you want to call it it's it's you know uh, gone in 60 seconds there's a hundred different names for this stuff but it's 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 basically a, a type of bleach wash use that on the concrete the other times of the year and it'll clean it up real nice it'll get your grime and your mold and everything off of it you won't have to drag out lug out your uh, pressure washer but the only way to do this is is something quick and easy that you can do multiple times in the year such as like a house wash spray it down otherwise uh I don't know of anything that would keep this stuff from com- coming back. No, I have the concrete same. is so porous. Yeah, you know? I got the same problem yeah. on mine. I've got, but I I love my trees. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I just and I actually I love my power washer. And the power washer is fun, but, yeah. it, but it needs power, to be regulated. Power washer. That's right. It needs to be regulated for for a couple reasons. One, you can remove that top layer of cement. Yes. And, oh, with and, a really and, powerful yeah, one. Yeah. And, and understand. Cement is a product to make concrete. So you, you can it takes cement, uh-huh. aggregate, aggregate. Uh-huh. and water. And water. And a, and a bonding agent. Right. That's how you make concrete. Concrete. Right. So be careful and don't take your cement off uh-huh. of the top. Okay. 
All right, let's uh, go to Francis and Natchez. Is wiring? There's a wiring issue in the attic. What's going on, Francis? Well, it's not really a wiring issue. Thanks for having me on. First. Yes, sir. But uh, I was in my attic uh, last winter, and uh, I was, you know, just checking everything out in the attic. And my house has trusses on it. And at the end of the house, they got what they call an end truss. And I noticed that the, uh, a little burn on the end truss. And on that uh, end truss, it has some styrofoam, and my fireplace is next to it. Row, row. Yeah. So I called uh, a, a bricklayer friend of mine, and he told me that, uh, see if you can find the leak. So I cut part of the uh, truss member that end truss off, and I saw where hot air, smoke, or whatever was coming out from the fireplace Ooh. that burned the styrofoam and was working on that end truck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, <clears throat> that's not good. Uh, You're lucky to have found that before. Yeah, yeah that's what he told me. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but uh, he told me, uh, my, my friend, the bricklayer, told me to, uh, uh, if you find out where it's coming from, uh, wet the concrete and get some concrete mix and go up there and plaster that hole over. Uh, have I my situation. I would call a chimney no. sweep and look at putting a liner yeah. in that in yeah, that Yeah, because your 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 mortar hopefully your mortar is not your fire stop. Right. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the mortar is just keeping the brick together and the brick is surrounding the ceramic uh clay tile. Yeah. flue whatever whatever vent system you have. Um, put putting a little mortar on the outside right. is not the answer. No, and, and, and I almost—I yeah. I just about burned my house down with this very same scenario 16 years ago. Wow! And it's because when Paul built the fireplace, he didn't put a liner in that flue, and it was concrete. And I was building really hot fires, and it started scorching all that wood. And the firemen, I'll never forget, when they showed up, they looked at me and said, aren't you a home inspector? And I was like, shut up. Right. <laughs> shut up. Go in there Why and fix does that. it always have to be Papa? Right. Hey, uh, <laughs> Francis. When you, when you say liner, what are you talking about? Well, there's a flue inside your, inside your chimney. Right. And it, I'm assuming this is a wood-burning chimney, uh, a, a fireplace. Okay. Well, inside that is either um, clay pipe. Um, clay pipe, that's what I got. Okay, well, there's a breach in your clay pipe right. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a so, chimney sweep. Yeah, that's... a chimney sweep. We had a chimney sweep on a few weeks ago, and, and you can call these folks. I know when you think chimney sweep, a lot of people think of the broom in, in the black uniform. That's not – they can do a lot more than just clean your chimney, and they can really safety it up for you. The way we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago um, – there, there are a million ways you can get in trouble with a fireplace. Apparently, oh yeah. Um, and and this is worth, Francis. I promise, based on the fact that you've already seen some charring, it's worth a phone call to a chimney sweep to at least look to see if there's a better way to do this. Uh, cheaping this one may cost you a lot in the end. Yeah, and and also you're going to have to. You, you, I heard you say you cut a truss. So now you've right. uh, compromised the integrity of that room. Right, well, exactly. I the truck company and, uh, that, uh, that I bought the trusses from, okay. uh-huh. they told me no problem. That, uh, that one section 
out of it, you know, no, no harm to the dog. Okay, good. Okay, well, and, and kudos to you. And for our listeners, he did exactly the right thing. But if you get up in your attic and start cutting trusses yeah. without somebody telling you that that's okay, you're going to have bigger problems. Right, right. All right, thanks a lot, uh, Francis. We really appreciate it. Let's go to another email. Uh, this one's from Tim in Illinois. So uh, this may be a topic for another show, but what are your thoughts about whole house emergency generators? P.S. This is not another show. This is us. Uh, <laughs> from what I've learned, they operate off home's natural gas supply. That, that is absolutely true. It can be operated off a, ga- a natural gas supply. It can be operated off of propane. It can be operated off of a million different Diesel. things. Yeah, yeah. In any kind of. But but I will say, my dad got one of these years ago, and I'm going to go ahead and say the brand. He got a Kohler. This is years that, that's ago. That's pretty much all I see around. But it was Kohlers. a whole house generator, and and he had it set up. It was all it was all automatic. Everything was automatic. There was no manual to this generator. As a matter of fact, it fired up once a week, every week on you know to, right. to make sure that it was going. It did it all by itself. He didn't you know it was scheduled. Uh, the, you know, there's no crank on this thing. You just tell it to turn on, and it turns on. So, it's 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 fabulous. I can tell you this: when the power went out, I, you just didn't know it at our house. That's right. You just you, there was hey, no. I, look, I put them in all the time. Yeah, yeah. They're they're if it's in the budget, you can you can get one for ten grand, right? Um, uh, plus a little labor. But um, and you're and you're exactly right. When the power goes out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go out at your house. No, and it's and and the way that they do it, it's switched to, so that so that if if you have to switch to this other power, if you do it right with one of these big whole home generators, mm-hmm. you won't even notice the power blink. That's right, just, seamless. Keep going, just, yeah. Well, let me throw this out here, Jeff, because you said you're putting those in there. Is this a DIY project, or would this be something you want a professional no, to no, do? No, no, no. This is not a this is not a do it yourself. Well, especially if it's um, gas, it's going to require plumbing. Well, and, it's you know. that, and then it's you. You got to have an electrician because you need a transfer switch mm-hmm. to make that seamless operation happen. Right, um, and then that generator needs to come on at least once a month and do a self check mm-hmm. and all of that is reported back to the to the person that you bought the the company that you bought the generator from they can see um, if it's time for an oil change they can see if there's something yeah if there's an issue with it because it's a pretty box on your property the, but honestly it's just an internal combustion engine the only yeah. time you need it uh-huh. is when you need it so uh, you're not going to be out there in the middle of the night working on it when it's raining and sleeting. Right. So, You know, and I'm curious, too, that this has been – generators have been a big deal. I'm wondering if we're going to see more and more folks put in emergency solar. I've, I've, I've seen that in certain markets. Emergency, but I think we are going to solar. It didn't it, – well, I've seen a lot of recent roofing um, – Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess technology technologies come out where they're they're basically making solar uh, solar panels out of uh, roofing material or roofing right. material. Well, is the shingle solar. is a solar the panel. Well, a panel. Yeah. Here, 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 there's a couple problems with solar. One is it's ugly. It do, it doesn't look good. The, the way the current panels are, right, but I've right. seen the new tile panels in those. Yes, yeah. uh, and then on top of that. Our battery technology is not being what it what it used to be. It's getting much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With lithium because, ion, it's yeah. finally becoming 
because with all your solar, it, it has to be stored somewhere. Mm-hmm. So store it in your battery pack and then... Right, right. Well, I've heard you can sell it back to the energy company. <laughs> That's what Timmy does. Uh, That's what Timmy Timothy does. Down He's down selling power down there. All right, folks, we need to take a break. Uh, it, it is it is time, and it has been time, for another break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about our home improvement questions, so you can stay tuned to that. Also, TJ's on the line in Kosciuszko. We'll talk to him. The phone lines are open, so you can join with your questions and comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877 877- MPB ring at 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, an associate professor of preventive medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, your home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector and inspector like a girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. All right. Phones are going. TJ's on the line in Kosciuszko. What's going on? You have dust collectors. What's going on, TJ? Yeah, I heard the lady earlier talking about putting a dust collector in her new shop. Yes, I just yes. want her to. I just want her to to to, to really re- research and be careful about what she does because those dust collectors make static electricity and they will blow up like the space shuttle. Wow! I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that. Didn't occur to me. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah, new information, yeah. TJ. Yeah, you have. I, I was in the furniture industry for. 35 years uh-huh. putting in factories and dust collectors are uh, uh, whoo, they have to be grounded she needs to go to if she's going to put in a little dust collector in a little shop to fill uh-huh. around with uh, go to Grizzly and buy a little portable and it'll explain to you how to ground it out because it makes static electricity that makes it's sense Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah, makes it's sense. Le- and it will blow your shop in half. Whoa. <laughs> Thank you for and telling I, us, TJ. I've never even <laughs> yeah. considered well, that. I, I got spurred because Jeff said, be careful with that lathe. Yeah. Yeah, I got two lathes in my shop, and I've been running lathes for 30 years, and that thing will knock you through the wall. That's true. When you come out of the other side of the wall, you ain't got no fingers. That's right. right. Wow. TJ, thanks a lot. That'll sure scare somebody away from woodworking right there. (laughs) All right. We can always use those calls. So put on a helmet and glasses. (laughs) Right. Okay. So uh, another email. Hey, guys, my wife and I just purchased a townhome in Nashville, and it has hardwood floors. There are a few dark spots on the wood where the previous owner's pet had apparently soiled the ground. Is there a possible fix for this, possibly refinishing the floors? I'm going to, I don't even need an expert on this one. I've had this, no. (laughs) Once it's in that wood, it's just there. You can either learn to love that stain and polish it, 
or you can replace the wood. That's you can sand it all you want. It goes further than you, you think. Can, I promise. Or an area rug yep. or a potted plant. Yep. But but that stain is not coming well, out. You know, there's a reason the previous owner didn't fix it. That's true. That's previous true. owner knew it was mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay, let's go to uh, Mark in Starkville. Wants to move a washer dryer to another part of the house. So call on, Mark. Hey, guys. Thank you. Uh, yeah, my wife, we have a washer and dryer and a little inset in our hallway, and it shares a wall with the garage. Yeah. She would like to use that for something else and move the washer and dryer to the other adjacent wall in the garage. And we're just not sure if that's an electrician job, a plumbing job, and how, how involved that is. So just any advice you could give on that, because there's no hookups for it on the wall she wants at all. So is it um, exactly behind where it is on the other wall? No, unfortunately, she wants to go to a perpendicular wall where there's no, oh, it doesn't share any. Uh, it can't it be that easy. Yeah. yeah. Are you on a conventional uh, foundation or a slab? A uh, slab. Oh, good. It gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hmm. Yeah, it can be done. It can be done. It's just money. That's yeah. right. That's right. But to answer your question, what do you say? Do I need a plumber or electrician? Yes. Or, yes, yes. And, yes, a little bit of both. And a, and a uh, you're also going to need a handyman. For your sheetrock and your wall. Gonna, that's right. They're going to cut some sheetrock. They may take a... Yeah, because you're going to have to bust everything out of that yep. wall is to this get something access. You wanted, is this something you but, wanted to do, Mark? I mean, uh, very few things in my house that require uh, changing things or things I want to do. This is something <laughs> I need to, Mama wants I need it to, done. But Mark, I it, need to contract it out. Yeah, oh it's 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 doable. And uh, fortunately, in Starkville, you have uh, you you have some good contractors there. I have a son going to state, so uh, got a it, daughter going there. It should be pretty easy uh, for for you to get this done. Something you can well, do we're yourself. Finding out that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I had a bathroom redone years ago, and um, I love a sledgehammer. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I took the wall out myself and then hired the contractors to come in, and I can take it out, but putting it back. <laughs> right, right. We we normally charge yeah, more no if the customer the, takes it out. Because <laughs> <right. laughs> there's no vent for the uh, there's no vent for the dryer. Obviously, they have to redo the vent. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. The vent. That's 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 an easy part. Yeah. The vents Mark. are easy. The the the, the you've got to move you've got to move water and you got to move power. Power. Yeah. So, and 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 a drain. <laughs> that's what so, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because the water's got to go somewhere. Does it help if the wall she wants to move it on is very close to a, uh, a, a another bathroom, or is that no? Nah, no, I mean, it, for you. it'll be about it'll be about yeah. They're going to find the plumbing either way. So, um, yeah, this is just guys, a, thank you. Yeah, sorry about that, Mark. This is just going to be a call and a and a. You wince. know, I, ideally, depending on what wall we're going to move it to. If we could leave our drain where it is mm-hmm. and run our pipe to the new wall, that that would that would That's really that'd really save some money. That'd be no problem on a conventional foundation. Yeah, but he's on a slab. It, right, it, that's what it, I'm saying. And it, it wouldn't be a problem on a slab as long as we. Uh, you got access to that can, drain line. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I've got access to it because it's sitting there now. Right. Unless there's so a door. If, if I'm just moving. Right, exactly. Yeah, if there's something between it, yeah. the yeah. new place and the old place, now you've got a challenge. Now, if I mark, I'm going to find a wall that I can do that on. Right. Yeah, me too. And then tell the wife, this is where we're going to move. This is where it's going. 
All right. Uh, let's go ahead. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate the call. I hope that helps out. Sorry, this is going to be a uh, a wincing conversation with a contractor. <laughs> um, so Curtis is on the road. He's got a, a light switch issue, but he's also got a crackle on the line. What's going on, Curtis? Yes, uh, when I get ready to go in my bathroom, put the lights on, put the switch on, the light source breaking, and then... Coming from the switch, a buzzing noise coming from the switch. Um, I just switched the switch. Yeah, that that switch number one needs to go. It needs to be replaced. Number one, that would be the quickest, easiest fix. And the great thing about a switch, Curtis, is is a switch is about a dollar thirty. They don't they don't cost anything to replace. And most likely, what's going on is is how you've got that connected in the back. Somehow Art's it may have wiggled loose, or yeah. Mm-hmm. How old is the house, Curtis? That's uh, 1975. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw in a new switch; it'll be cheap. You can, you can. Uh, there are different colors, um, and a a simple light switch, just a light switch on and off, is it should be on a lot of occasions a single line to it and line out. This is not a lot of a not a lot of electricity work when you're replacing just a switch. Typically, it's one like I said, black in, black out is basically usually the what only I see. thing you may run into. And Jeff, help me with this: is were they doing aluminum wiring in the seventies? I was just thinking that. Ouch. Yeah. But if it is, it's fine. It's just just a, you're going to have to buy a particular kind of switch for that. It would be it would have an aluminum pigtail on it. So if you open that up. And you could do uh-huh. this. You can open your panel up, or you could unscrew an outlet and look at it. But if your wires are a silver color instead of a gold color, you need to do some research on how on what you do there. Because if you put the wrong switch in there, right. yeah, you're going to have some big issues. It's cool because if you go to uh, your hardware store, local hardware store, something like that, you will see, and it is now clearly marked, uh, just about anything you can work on, the wire nuts, the thing that tires the, ties the, the wires together, and everything else that you might need in this, most of it is marked for aluminum. For aluminum. So, and as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I think uh, purple is aluminum's color I think on the wire it. Yeah. nuts. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, you really you can seek this out if the if the line is aluminum. Like she said, just look at the uh, uh, the stripped wire would typically be silver in this case if it's aluminum. It'll be copper otherwise or gold color or a gold think, color. Yeah. Because and let's just talk about aluminum wiring for a second. Um, we were using aluminum during the Korean War. Am I right mm-hmm. about that? And so through the mid seventies, through the mid seventies, and it was a product that was used because we didn't have access to a lot of copper. Right. And what we learned is that um, those thinner wires. Mm-hmm. The aluminum would overheat and break and begin to arc and right. and cause fires. Another thing I learned reading about the aluminum uh, wiring was that aluminum would expand uh, greatly and contract. Therefore, it would create it'd... more points for it to break. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And if it breaks and starts arcing, right. you, you got some problems. And what I've seen in houses is that... You'll have a handyman application on these houses, you know, and uh, rightly so. I mean, I've handymanned my house to death, right? But I don't have aluminum wiring, right? And right. if you 
connect copper to aluminum, those two don't like each other very much. No, and actually they make a they make a connector mm-hmm. that uses a type of solder uh, inside the connector to connect those two things because otherwise they just keep coming apart. They're not made to go together. Well, and so. they'll they'll arc and yeah. cause a fire as well. So you've got to be careful on that. So if your house was built in the '60s or '70s, you want to research that before you start doing a lot of updates from the electrical perspective. Right. Let's just uh, keep on going. We'll go to Carl, and he's in Vicksburg. Uh, got a question about the bathtub. What's going on, Carl? I actually have two questions. Okay, on the bathtub, the the drain, the little chrome round piece where your plug goes, how do you go about replacing that? In Oh, the bathtub drain? Yes, sir, the, the silver part, you know, the, yeah. Okay, he's just talking about like, the little pretty part. Yeah, it's like, it's my, this one's like all rusted out, and I don't yeah. know how to get it off. You have to buy a tool for that, I think. Yeah, but it should just unscrew. It, unscrew. Uh, believe it or not, I know it sounds crazy, but it does. That thing does unscrew. Yeah. And and the way that I can tell you a, a, a way that you might be able to try to do this, if uh-huh. you take a screwdriver, okay, put it in one of the holes and turn it. Um. Uh. You know. In other words, get some some uh, leverage. leverage on it. Yeah. And you should be able to turn. It. It's actually you put it in by screwing it in there. It's. Uh, you can also build a jig to, to yeah. unscrew it instead of buying the tool. When I've I've done that, you just take a, a regular two by four and put some screws in it the same width as the, right, as the drain, yeah, and the, then it's almost like having a wrench that'll yeah. unscrew it and righty tighty, lefty loosey. Right. Okay. But that is how it goes, and and uh, it wouldn't hurt if you squirted some. Uh, Squirted some sort of uh, yeah, no, yeah, something to lubricate it up because it's gonna be gummed. It's gonna be stuck like, but it will unscrew. Okay, and um, like, uh, what's like one like to try to make your house more like the most energy efficient as far as what's like one of the main things to do? Well, this is all <laughs> Pam, Pam. Pam is all about caulking. Yeah, and, and I'm, I love caulk, and um, it just how old your house? All right, fine. Uh, the phone for you, some reason you know the number just one, hung up. You know the number one thing I like to do. What's what? that? Depending on age of the house, before we started doing fire caulking through our top plate, the electrician and the plumber have one size bit. Right, and I don't care if it's a <laughs> if it's a single wire going through the top plate, or right. if it's a if it's it gonna a be bundle, a big hole. They, they've got the one bit. Right, T- take your fire caulk and caulk that top plate every place you can. Now it's a job to do it. Right, but there's so much air loss cool. between that's right and do you know i saw this in the big box store the other day and both of them the big boxes that i know of there is a this is just awesome i just about died when i saw this and you can go to my youtube channel because i'm talking about sealing up your house right. so i've got a whole video on some things that you can do inspect it like idea. a girl youtube channel but they have now got you know how you can buy the foam in a can yeah Oh, goodness gracious. Now they've got a gun, 
and you can yes. screw that Absolutely. gun yeah. Yeah. onto yeah. that, yeah. and so you can use right. it. And I did that in my house, yeah. and I got up in my attic, and I did exactly what Jeff said. I sealed up. I sealed around all my registers. I mm-hmm. sealed yep. up all the electrical. I sealed they, up my light holes, yeah. everything, and it really made a big it difference. It, it does. does make a difference. And let me tell you, folks, if you use this spray stuff, foam stuff, and, and the big name, the, the name that everybody recognizes is called Great Stuff. But anyway, if you use this foam, one of the big problems with it is, is that if you buy a can, you need to use that whole can You're right now, now because the, the stuff gets stuck in the little nozzle right. of the can, and the can is done at that point. But now, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about fire caulk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, total, the fire grade. Total different deal. Yeah. Um, well, there's and, a fire foam. Yeah, yeah. There's a new fire foam. Yeah. There's a fire foam because I just bought a can of it. But if you get if you buy that gun and the gun's like seventy five dollars, right? You can buy the big cans and then it's got a cleaner on it. So once you finish with your foam, you unscrew it and you can use that again, right? And then you clean it out with this whatever it is. But right. yeah, I mean that will go forever. Okay, got an email here real quick, and this one hurts me just to hear. You ready? Is it okay? To paint over the hunter green stain on a cypress house. I'm planning to paint the house a light chocolate brown. Someone told me to try washing off as much of the stain as I can. Is that advisable? Thanks, Troy. Is he talking about the... Batten board? No, the stain is from... The stain is on the cypress, apparently. They they stained the cypress. Oh, so it's not a... It's st- an on-purpose stain. It's not a yeah. stain that, you, that somebody... Yeah, like mildew. Uh, oh. Ask that question again. Okay. <laughs> I'm planning to paint the house a light chocolate brown. Someone told me try to wash off as much as of the stain as I can. Now, it says, is it okay to paint over the hunter green stain... On a separate house. So this house has been stained. Well, yeah. It's the wood has been stained. It's not going to wash off. No. Am I missing something? No. Well, and I'm just wondering if they think he, it's it's a bonding issue that the paint won't oh, bond oh, to the stain. Oh, oh, oh. Or if it'll bleed through. Oh. You know. Yeah. I would go to, like, one of these paint stores and, and ask them what your primer needs to be on that. That's a good point. Primer is going to be the key. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, we did it. We made it through another show, and this is how we do it. So. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, and I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.